You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. And it's a special Friday night edition of the uh, Fin Fans Podcast. I've got with me Louis Rigoni. Hello, Dolphins. How are you, Louis? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's been an interesting couple of days around the NFL and uh, in Dolphin land. Uh, well, you excited how do, about how get, uh, Fuller? Hold on a minute, Mike. I just messed that up. Dolphin land. It, it, we, we should probably be saying Dolphin Sea, right? Uh, <laughs> you can't can't have a dolphin land. It's got to be the dolphin sea, right? Yeah. I so don't know. Anyway, I don't know. But anyway, what was the question? I'm sorry. Are you excited that they got Will Fuller? Um. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll go. We'll we'll dip right into this thing, right? Will Fuller. You look at the list. Will Fuller. You know, a list of guys that we signed. There's not a lot to get overly excited about, right? Um, they replaced some players that they lost. I don't know how much of an upgrade any of these guys are. You know, at the uh, the backup quarterback position. Um, you know, you got Jacoby Brissett now. He's gonna. I'm assuming he's gonna challenge. You know, or at least try to challenge to be a starter. But I don't see that happening. You know, it, he's not a bad football player, but he's okay. So you look at the list, and back to your question, uh, you've got to be excited about Fuller because as you look across the rest of them, uh, you know, are they upgrades from what we had? I just don't know. I mean, Justin Coleman, you know, he adds a little bit more depth to the secondary, which I I kind of like. I don't think he's a bad football player. Adam Butler, you know, he replaces Gotchow. You know, it's that type of thing. Um, you know, we have a center now that's coming in that um, you know, had an bad, injury not last a bad year. Player. Not a bad player, but, you know, again, is he an upgrade or is he going to be equivalent or, you know, well, less? you know, he's had problems, I guess, uh, with inaccurate snaps. And if he can get over that, I think he's an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. it's, as, I mean, a, as a center, it Mike, it it's, you know, that's yep. kind of an important thing. So... You know, he better get over it because we can't. Well, if we they didn't afford. feel like he could, they wouldn't have signed him. So Right, right. No, no question. I mean, listen, the guy, uh, when he's healthy, is a really, really good football player. And um, he's a little bit younger, right, than the guy that we had last year in Karras. Yeah. I think he's uh, slightly younger. Slightly. What's that? Slightly, yeah. I think. Now, yeah. you look, they could draft a center. It would not surprise me if they did, but, you know, this is, they're signing these guys to what, one year contracts for the most part. So, exactly. I mean, and, and it's kind of weird to me, you know, in regard to what they're doing here because uh, they are signing them the one year contracts. And, you know, getting back to Will Fuller, that's an interesting signing because it's kind of a catch 22 situation. Um, you know, he, he he got suspended for steroids last year, right? He was having a fantastic season up to that point. You know, he's a guy that's been injury prone over the first couple of years. We've seen this before. We've got a guy in our backyard, you know, in Devontae Parker that that did the same, that went on the field. He, he was somewhat productive, but he tends to get hurt quite a bit. So here's a guy you're taking a chance on at $10 million a year. Now you sign him to a one-year contract. So 
It's not a lengthy situation, but um, you're really rolling the dice in that in in that situation by doing just that because at the end of next year, you know, you have him and both Devontae Parker as free agents. And, uh, you know, you would assume going in the next season, these two guys are going to be your number one and number two. And hopefully they draft a receiver that they bring along to maybe be one of those two guys' replacements. But, you know, it, it was just interesting to me that it was only a one-year contract. I, I would have, if if I was signing him, I would have probably signed him to a two-year contract and locked him in. Now, maybe he wasn't willing to do that. I don't know, but... Um, well, you, know, you put yourself in his shoes now. We know that uh, people weren't spending a lot of money on receivers. Right. Because of the COVID situation and the, and the, and the lack of resources. So uh, he's probably thinking, that's good for me because I can hit free agency next year and make what I feel like I should be making now. It's po- I mean, that's always a roll of the dice, too, though, Mike. If he yep. gets injured again, you know, I mean, obviously it's up to him if he's going to decide to mess around with steroids again and get suspended a second time. I don't know what the penalty is, but I'm sure it's to a, to a larger degree the amount of games and the amount of money that he's going to have to lose in the process. But the point is this, is that, you know, as you look at this group and you look at even the signing of Will Fuller, it's, you know, it's a one-year deal. If he blows it up this year, you know, we're going to have to come back and pay him a nice chunk of change. You know, we're going to, you know, he, and he's going to go out there and bust his hump because he's playing for a contract next year. So I'm of assuming course. he's going to have a nice season for us. And if you're the Dolphins, and, that's um, the advantage. Yeah. I mean, to an extent, I mean, next year you got to then worry about bringing him back. Either that or you fall in love with a guy for one year and he's gone. Yep. And, um, you know, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't know if anybody out there is. And I know it's always a gamble with these guys in free agency, but. I don't have know. a problem with it, Lou, because they're going to have more money to spend next year. If they want to sign him, they'll sign him. Right. Um, all I'm saying, Mike, is that if if I was them and I and I don't know if this was even a possibility, even if I had to pay him a little bit more over the two seasons, I probably would have locked him in just for the reason you just mentioned, you know, is the fact that you're going to wind up having to pay more for him if he has a good year this year. So, well, that may be, but you've also got a draft right around the corner and it's very possible that uh, they'll be getting a receiver or two there. So they may not need Fuller as much next year as they do right now. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll find. I mean, what I wanted was a veteran guy that we were going to have here for a couple of years because, you know, you're going to be in a situation where if you do try to sign Fuller, you know, you're you're letting Parker go. I don't know if you can re-sign both of those guys. Who knows? Right. I mean, you know, right. it's all, Mike, it's all, you know, it's all speculative, all of this thing. We don't know what's going to unfold, but I would have preferred to lock in a guy for at least a couple of years. So at least you have that veteran, consistent guy locked in for the, and you don't have to worry about it. If you bring a rookie along, fantastic. You have him on the opposite side and uh, you at least have one of those two guys, veteran guys coming back. And then you have Preston Williams there for depth, you know, that type of thing. Because at the end of next year, we're going to be, you know, we may be back to square one again with this receiving core, you know, so. Anyway, with all that being said, I am happy that he's here. I think he's a really good football player. Um, I think that out of all of the receivers that were out there, um, you know, Godwin obviously went back to Tampa, so there was never an opportunity there. But 
I'll tell you what, when he's healthy and he's on the football field, he's probably more talented than Galladay and Schuster, any of the guys out there. I mean, he's a very, very, very good football player. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's a guy that can run like lightning, and he's got good hands. So, And, and he's, he's a strong guy, too. He's not a small fellow. You know, yep. by no means, you know, he's, yeah, he, he's a solid football player. That's all I could tell you. And, um, you know, he comes in at, <laughs> he looks a lot bigger than six foot, 185 pounds. He really does on the football field. I mean, maybe it's because he was playing opposite, uh, Deandre for a couple of years and anybody next to him looks big, but, um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a good football player. I mean, his first round pick, uh, from a couple of years back and, I'll tell you, you know, if if he he's going to miss two games or one game, one I think game. two, the right? First game. No, just the first game. Just the first game. All right, because a couple people people told me that he was going to miss two games to start the season. I didn't know what the scenario was there, but um, you know, you look at his numbers last year, Mike. Right? He played in eleven games and he had fifty three catches for 879 yards so and eight touchdowns and he was well well on his way to going well over a thousand yards last year so um you know this is a guy that's caught 24 touchdowns over his career so you know he knows how to get into the end zone as well so um you know an eight touchdown season last year you got to be somewhat excited about him you consider him the best receiver on the team if he's healthy yes I would say so. I'd, I'd, I'd put him slightly above Devontae. You know, when Devontae's healthy, he's very productive as well. I think this guy's got a little bit more oomph to him down the football field. You yeah, know? definitely. Definitely. Um, you know, so. I heard today that uh, his separation is double what Devontae Parker's is. Yeah. That's a, that's that's where – now, where, where Devontae – excels is uh strength you know the hands the hands i mean when when he gets a ball you're not getting it out of there i mean he's got strong hands and um you know he has a game here or there where he drops a few passes but Devontae's been pretty consistent over the last couple seasons in regard to drop passes uh preston Preston's got to step it up a bit. You know, he has a, it, to me, it seems like Preston drops balls every friggin' game. You know, he, dro- so, he drops too many. He does. He does. All but, right. So, uh, we got a, uh, tight end fullback, uh, Seathan Carter. Uh, huh. Don't what know do you, an awful lot about yeah, him. Right? I, I don't know much about him either, other than he's never run the ball. So, uh, <laughs> right. I think he has five touchdown catches. So it looks like he's a guy that they probably use a little bit around the end zone. Right, exactly. He's going to be a um, you know piece to the puzzle, maybe in the red zone sort of thing. I mean, they have a couple of you know, and Smythe and yeah. um, the other fella, uh, Sheehan. God, Sheehan. They have some really solid guys there. Um, you know, you're talking about four tight ends on the roster now, basically. If this guy makes the team, very oh, interesting. Yeah, very so interesting. It, it, who who makes the team? That's the question. Exactly. And uh, they did uh, re-sign Vince Beagle, who, uh, you know, was out on injury reserve all of last year. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, who no, who I, was productive. Yeah, we both when liked he was him on in the 19. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. He's a hustler. Another running back they signed was Malcolm Brown uh, from the Rams. And he's he's a bruiser, right? He's, he's like a goal line runner, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, Malcolm Brown, I mean, you know, when you look at, 
you look at the running backs that were out there and, you know, I mean, as a Dolphin fan, I mean, everybody I think out there has got to be somewhat, you know, like, yeah, okay, Malcolm Brown, not a bad football player, but when you've got guys like um, Carson Carson and, and people like that out there, I mean, you're like, man, and Lindsey, you know, uh, the kid over in um, Denver, Uh I mean, you know, I'll, I'm telling you, Mike, you know, there, there, there's some guys out there that I would have loved to have had on this football team. I'm not saying Malcolm Brown's a bad football player, but, you know, you look at his career and, you know, he had 100 carries last year. You know, he averaged about four yards a, a carry. And he is a very, very solid running back. He had five touchdowns, so he does get the ball down by the goal line. But, you know, I mean, if we don't draft a guy and and him and basically um, what the Gaskins, Gaskins. Mm-hmm. comes back next year and there are two running backs, you know, I, I'm not I'm not thrilled about that. I mean, to be blunt, you know, or be perfectly honest with you, I'm, I'm not overly thrilled with that tandem. I think that you know they'll, they'll be okay, but you know we have to we have to get some young blood in there. We have to get a guy that's dynamic. Um, you know, so with that being said, I mean, I would have much rather had a guy like a Lindsay or a Carson. I mean, Carson, I absolutely love. And right now he's still out there. And the thing is, is that, you know, the market for running backs, I think that if they maybe would have waited a little bit longer, they may have been able to get Carson at a nice price because people are just not willing to spend a lot of money on these guys. They're just not. Um, he's out there. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what he signs for because um, that's a guy that I do think just runs hard. And, and boy, he is a difference maker. I mean, they, you hit him at the line of scrimmage and he's still getting three, four yards. I mean, we watched him this year against us. You know, he, you know, he's just a, a beast of a running back. Every single time he touches the football, he's, he's running like a madman, you know? So, uh-huh. but you know, it is what it is. I mean, Malcolm Brown, again, very solid player, but, um, you know, I don't think anybody's, you know, going crazy over that signing, you know? What about Jacoby Brissett? Brissett. Well, I mean, he is what he is, right? Uh, he's been in the league now, I think, five seasons. Um, you know, the last couple with the Colts, um, he was playing pretty solidly for them. I mean, the, the interesting thing about Brissett is, is that the Colts, if you watched them last year, they brought him in in short yardage and down by the goal line. And he ran the ball quite a bit in those situations. I mean, he's a big guy. He's a big, strong guy. Um, he leaves a lot to be desired when he's throwing the football. Um, he's our backup. When you look at um, some of the other backups that are signing in different places, I mean, you know, I, I, I like him slightly better than, say, a Tyrod Taylor or somebody like that. But, um, you know, again, I'm not overly thrilled. I mean, if Tua, you know, doesn't do the job or he gets hurt, you know, this is a guy that, you know, isn't, you know, he's not, he's not Ryan Fitzpatrick. I can tell you that much. And, um, I knew that was coming, you know, speaking of Ryan, you know, he, (laughs) boy, I'll tell you, you know, Washington made a nice move there by picking him up. I honestly thought Mike, when, when he went there that, you know, we were just going to go after Alex Smith and maybe bring him in, you know, um, you know, he's he's a guy that uh, doesn't throw the ball down the field. And, 
you know, if Tua doesn't throw the ball down the field and he continues to dink and dunk, you don't, you sure in the hell don't want his backup or his replacement doing the same damn thing. You know, you want a guy that's going to go out there and sling the ball around a little bit and maybe wake the offense up a little bit. I don't know if Brissett is that type of guy, Mike, to be honest with you. I really don't. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I have mixed feelings about it. I think he's a solid football player. It, it's a situation where we had to have a backup. We now have one. But um, I, I don't think it's the ideal situation. I don't think he's situation. a long-term backup, Lewis. I think our money was tight, and yep. he fit the budget, and yep. that was the way they went. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, uh, you know Justin Coleman, I, I kind of like that signing, you know, as I mentioned. I think that, they, you know, that's a nice, solid – cornerback that adds some depth back there. I mean, you've got, you know, you've got the rookie from last year, you've got the two starters, you've got Needham, and now you have Coleman. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's that's quite a few that you're looking <laughs> at there. You got five guys there that, you know, that now have some experience in the NFL. Well, you Flor- know, Flores likes his cornerbacks. So. He likes his <laughs> cornerbacks. I tell you what, I don't want to see one drafted. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I mean, you know, the kid from last year, Mike, he's got to step up. We can't waste, an, you know, a, a draft pick on a corner. We have too many needs elsewhere. And, uh, you know, there's some depth back there. Yeah, um, I, I think uh, the he'll be fine, Igbenogany. Uh, you know, I mean, with a with an offseason and a training camp and uh, a little more experience, I think I think you'll see, start to see him play. He's a very athletic kid. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's very, very raw, Mike. That's the thing. And, um you know, it's a situation where, you know, he's got to learn the position. You know, exactly. this is not, you know, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't college. This, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's a big jump for him. And, you know, you, you want the kid to excel. There's no question about it. I mean, you want the Dolphins to look good in that situation yep. in regard to, you know, picking him and saying, hey, you see, this is what we were, this is why this kid was drafted over some of these other guys. You know, it's, it, I mean, listen, I was frustrated last year in regard to the whole situation with um, the guys that were drafted behind them as far as offensive players and how productive they were. So, with all that being said, you know, the kid's got it. He's got to develop into a solid football player. You know, you don't want a, a number one draft pick ever being thrown in the garbage, you know, and being wasted. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I don't want to see a corner drafted. I mean, maybe a safety, you know, but uh-huh. uh, but not a cornerback. I mean, shit, I, I'd love to see them draft three three wide receivers in this draft. I mean, you know, just get some offensive playmakers and, and depth there, you know. Um, you know, it. go ahead. We made a trade uh, for uh, Benardrick McKinney. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sent the uh, Texans uh, Shaq Lawson. Right. Yeah. So we, you know, we basically upgraded the linebacker position and we downgraded the defensive end position. Um, the way I look at it, um, you know, maybe. I mean, you can make an argument. Yeah, there was a little bit more of a need for for that type of player at the linebacker position, but um, you know, we don't have it ton of depth at defensive end either so maybe they feel that in this year's draft there's more of the Shaq Lawson type of player than there is the McKinney type of player right right and and that's that's the reason they went that route I don't know 
you know, but, um, you know, he's a solid football player, Mike, and, you know, he's going to help the team. There's no question about it. I mean, Van Oy is gone, you know, so, you know, you needed another guy to step in. Alandon Roberts is gone. Hill's gone. Um, So, you know, you needed to get somebody over here. Uh, with that being said, you know, they traded a pretty solid football player in Lawson. I thought he was, you know, solid last year. And um, this kid that we dra- that we traded for will be very solid for us as well. So hopefully it works out. We signed punter Michael Pallardy from the <laughs> yeah. Panthers. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, to me, Mike, some of these signings were just, you know, it's like you're just treading water. You're giving up, you know, your guy leaves and then you just sign a guy to replace him. I just well, don't that know. Was, that was strictly a money signing right there. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Strictly I mean, a money signing. And so. hope, yeah, hopefully these guys are just as productive. Um, well, I'm sure they'll bring in another punter before all is said and done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Give them some competition. Yep. Uh, defensive tackle Adam Butler from the Patriots. Right. Solid player. He'll replace Gotchow. He'll give us a little bit of depth at that position. Not bad. Not bad at all. Wide receiver Robert Foster from the uh, Washington football team. Yeah, you know, Foster's an interesting player, Mike, because he, over in Buffalo a couple of years ago, was a pretty solid player for them. Um, You know, he started three games back in 2018. You know, he had three touchdowns. He had a decent average per catch. You know, he averaged, I think, close to 12, I think 20 yards a catch that season. I think he had 27 receptions for like 540 yards. And the last couple seasons, he just fell off the face of the earth. So he's an interesting signing. Um, you know, he's still pretty young. He's 26 years old. But he, he did have somewhat of a productive season with Buffalo two years back. I don't know what happened the last two seasons. I don't know if he just, you know, he adds a little bit of depth there. You know, I don't know if he'll make the team or not. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do with Hearns and Wilson and right. and Grant. You know, they, I think they're trying to restructure Grant's contract. Um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of guys coming back, Mike, and um, – you know, as I thought about this and I thought about the slot position, right? Um, you know, I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't go after Samuel, you know, Samuel, right. um, who signed elsewhere. You know, I said, my God, that guy would be a nice slot player. But you know what? Maybe, maybe, just maybe their thought process was that um, they sat down with Albert and they said, listen, they said, this is going to be another rebuild season, right? Um, you're not fully healthy. You know, maybe you're not quite there yet. You know, maybe it's best for all of us that you take the season off and you come back at a hundred percent, and um, and we start off fresh next. You know, this this coming season, and that's a good possibility. Albert Wilson is is a real, real interesting monkey wrench in this whole thing because he really was productive two years back um, up until the injury. So, you know, maybe they're banking on him being our slot guy. That, that makes plays, and um, that's why they didn't attack that. So we'll see. I mean, you know, it, it remains to be seen what we have in him, Mike, because we didn't see him play at all last year. And, right. you know, we just don't know what we have in him. Hearns, we know what he is, you know. I mean, if yeah. he's here, it's strictly because of depth. Yep. We talked about uh, the center, Matt Skura. Uh-huh. Um, 
and today they signed a couple of linebackers, uh, mostly, I think, for special teams. Uh, Brennan Scarlett from the Texans mm-hmm. and uh, Duke Riley from the Eagles, who was their special teams captain. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we lost some linebackers, as you said, and uh, uh, these guys are, are going to get in the mix. Yep. They're going to add some depth. You know, McKinney. Obviously, I mean, you, you know, you got three linebackers. We lost three linebackers. We gained basically four if you throw um, Be- Beagle Beagle mm-hmm. into the mix, right? So, you know, y- you have to have football players on the team. You have to have depth, and um, you have to have special teams, as you just mentioned. So, you know, some of these signings are just getting guys to, you know, have bodies on the field, and hopefully they, you know, they are a step up. I mean, I thought our special teams – you know, at times did a great, great job, and then other times they did not. You know, they yeah, they, they hurt us. They weren't great. They, they weren't great. Um, they hurt us. Yeah, you know, uh, they weren't terrible, but they weren't great. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Exactly. Uh, now yeah. they signed. Uh, I'm sorry. They traded for a right tackle, uh, Isaiah um, Wilson, who was with the Titans. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, basically, that was a money dump for the Titans. <laughs> now the trade was. We acquired Wilson in a uh, 2022 seventh-round pick from Tennessee in exchange for a 2021 seventh-round pick. So mm-hmm. they basically just swapped seventh-round picks and uh, said, take him if you want him. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a bad move, right? I mean, it adds depth to our offensive line. And, I mean, this guy could very well wind up starting for us next year. I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, you know, He's a young guy. Yeah. He's had some trouble, but I mean, this could be a real steal. Number one pick, right? Back in 2020. Yeah. I mean, if they can get this guy to focus on football and and get his personal life together, uh, this could be a steal for us. I mean, we gave up nothing, Mike. I mean, it's worth it. It's worth the risk, right? Right. That's called, the take, risk. that's called taking a flyer on a guy. <laughs> exactly. Taking a flyer and you just, you just never know. You just never know. So, so you, you, you throw it all together. And I guess the uh, common denominator is these are all young players that are coming off their first contract for the most part. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all around 26, 27 years old. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's really what you're what you're looking for. Uh, you know, in in free agents, you know, you'll develop some of them, and some of them aren't going to make it. But uh, you know, I mean, if you're looking for free agents, these are the guys to spend your money on. I believe. I think it's a very smart method of uh, uh, cash outlay by the Dolphins. Uh, you know, we've seen them go out and spend all kinds of money for Sue and, and wreck the cap for years. Mike Wallace, uh, yeah, a lot yeah, of guys. just yeah. a lot of guys. Uh, LRB and Wheeler, you know, we, they've done it over and over again. Mm-hmm. But uh, absolutely, you know, this this is a much smarter approach, I think. Uh, now we have to see how it works out. You know, it only works if they can develop a couple of these guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, what's interesting, Mike? You know, you look around the league, and you know, we were talking about money, and as you look at some of the contracts that were signed, I mean. Schuster resigned with the Steelers for eight million for one season. I uh-huh. mean that, you know, that's that's basically what Grant's getting paid, isn't it? I mean, no, it, I think he's a little less than that. A little less, but the point is, is that it, it's comparable, right? I mean, it's not it, it's not a crazy salary. Then you look at what New England did 
you know, with Juno Smith signing him to a four-year contract for $50 million? I mean, you know, that, I think that's over the top. Then they signed Hunter Henry, another tight end, for you know, for three years for thirty-seven point five million. I mean, right. they threw some money around. I mean, that's crazy money. Yeah, it this really is, is very unBelichickian. Well, you know, I think he's trying to chase Shula, and he knows he's got to get wins this year. He can't win four or five over the next, you know, three. How many wins is he behind him now, Mike? Do you know off the top of your head or close? Do you have a no, good guess I don't know that? off the top of my head. I think he's about thirty or forty behind. It's about 30 or 40. So if he wins, you know, five games a year for the next three, four years, you know, he's still going to be short of that. And, uh, you know, he, he's got to get to 10 wins every yes. year. You yes, know, that's it. You know, he's trying to get that record. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, you know, that jackass that he is, excuse my language. But the thing is, is that, you know, New England went out and my goodness, did they throw money around? And that's exactly what you're talking about. I mean, they, they, I mean, just look at that alone. They threw 80 million at, uh, you know, over 80 million at two tight ends. And, and believe me, I love both of the guys. I mean, I love the philosophy. I would have loved for us to sign one of those two guys, you know, opposite Kaseki. But, it is what it is. I mean, you know, Bud Dupree signed with the Titans for $82 million over five years. I mean, I would have loved to have had him too, but my goodness, that's a big contract. I mean, that is a Yamungai contract, and you got to give up in all other places, you know? Well, you know, if we were going to make those type of signings, you were going to have to really start cutting people, and we just don't have oh, the, big that time. many high-salaried people. I mean, they let go of Van Oy. You know, he was making uh, – I think about ten million. That saved them ten million off the cap. It's probably making a little more than mm-hmm. that, but his cap mm-hmm. number is what we're concerned about. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's only so many guys that, that you can cut. I mean, you know, you want to get rid of uh, Howard or, or restructure Jones, you could probably do that. But you know, is it worth it? And these, mm-hmm. this is what they have to ask themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I mean, not not to you know, move on to something else here. But um, I'm looking at some of the contracts here, Mike, and Carson re-signed with Seattle, which is a really smart move for Seattle because he's important to that football team. He signed three years, $24.6 million. Yeah, they probably so, let him go get some offers, and then he went back and said, here you go, pay yeah. me. So, I mean, that's basically <laughs> what, about eight eight million a year he got over there. He got guaranteed yeah. over the next three years. I mean – you know, that to me, that's, you know, that, that guy's a very, very solid football player. I would have loved to have had him, but it is what it is. Um, you know, what, what was funny was like, you know, Cam Newton getting back to New England. He signed for $5 million. He came back for $5 million next year. I mean, does that, that, does that even sound right to you? <laughs> I, I, that, that to me is like a typo, isn't it? I mean, a couple I don't, of different ways to look at that. I mean, you'd well, think he'd make more than that, wouldn't you? Well, had, had it, it's got to be a typo, Mike, because had it, Dalton got one year for 10 million yep. out of Chicago. So, how, how is that even possible? I, I, that's got to be a typo as I'm reading all these free agents. It may not be because Belichick you know. does stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it's not a, it's not it, it's Cam and Cam's agent. You know why would he come? Why would he go there for? for I don't know. I well, I, I don't get. You it. know, you you and I are not really Cam Newton fans, and I wonder how many GMs are. 
you know, so if they were going to sign him, you know, he may not have had a lot of options out there. And that, yeah. that, that could simply be it. Very well could be, Mike. Um, you know, as I'm looking down the list here. You, you're going to give me him or Alex Smith? I think I'd rather have Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, the um, Kenyon Drake went to the Raiders. I'm looking at that right now. Did you know that? He went and. Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, he signed. He signed. I, I the know the, the, the Patriots signed Raekwon McMillan. Yeah, I mean, good. Let him have him. <laughs> Hopefully, he's starting for them. That's a plus for us, right? Yep. <laughs> Throw it to Gaskin. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, God, the Patriots signed Matt Juden, too. I mean, they signed a ton of guys. Everywhere you look, they just got guys. Yeah, they, they threw yeah. a ton, a ton of money at. But the thing is this, Mike, you know, our whole, you know, we look at free agents the same way, the both of us, right? I mean, you know, you, you plug holes there, right? Yeah, Every once in a are, while. Most of these guys are depth. You know, McKinney's going to start. Uh, you know, there's a few other guys here who are going to start. The punter, if he makes the team, will start. Uh, Wilson may have a chance to start if, if he can get his stuff together. Fuller's probably going to start, right? Yep. So, you know, you've got some starters there, and that's great. But most of these guys are, are either special team players or just depth. Exactly. You know, and getting back to what I was going to say is, is that, you know, these last two years, we knew we had the draft and we had the draft well, right? And this draft coming up is, is, is so much more important than, than this batch of free agents. As you look at the list and you look at the guys that are still out there, I'm not overwhelmed by a ton of them. I mean, I, I can honestly tell you that you know, as I look at the list, there's not a ton of guys on the list that I would have been extremely excited about signing. There's very few. There's a, there's a handful, right? Yep. Or less. It, coming out of this draft, Mike, there's a ton of guys, okay, <laughs> in the first round that I would love to have. There's just one guy after another. We'll talk about that when the uh, when the draft comes around. But I'll tell you what, with, with two number ones and two number twos, we have to come out of this draft and we have to draft well. We have to get playmakers. I say it over you and over again. You always have to draft well because that's that's how you end up with a team that's financially solid. Yes, and, and not only financially solid, Mike, but, you know, they they, they, they got to be game changers. You well, know that, that, Lewis, I but mean, see, if you don't draft well, then you're forced to sign the high-dollar free agents. Right. And that's, that's what happens. So that, That's what happens, exactly. I mean, we're, we're in a position right now with, with the four early draft picks to where we can add starters. We can add four starters. I mean, that's what they need to – go out and say, hey, you know, we need a starting running back. We need a star receiver. You know, we may need a starting center. We may need a starting defensive end or linebacker. Or linebacker. Mm -hmm. Right. They have to go out and they have to draft guys that are going to just step right in and become starters and football players for us, just like a lot – a lot of the other teams and be productive in that process. Right. Just like a lot of other teams did last year. This is a very important draft for us. If we don't hit on guys this year, I just then don't how know. Do you, how do you finish the rebuild? You, you can't. You need players to do it, right? You can't, right? <laughs> I mean, listen, we these last two seasons, we banked on them. 
And the guys that we drafted last year and the guys that we're going to draft this year are going to make or break this football team right. going forward. And I it's mean, important that the guys we drafted last year step up. They absolutely all all three all of them. those number all one the first, picks, right? Right. All three of them. I mean, I know we, you know, I pick on not not all of us, but I pick on two a lot. Um, but the other two have to step up as well. It's that simple. They have well, to do I, it. You know, we we've and, and, t- we've discussed Tua at length, and, and and I think that he will play better this year. I just believe that. Now, you know, he's never going to be Dan Marino. He, he's not that type of quarterback. If, if we're going to be lucky if we get a Brady-ish type quarterback, and you know, somebody who uh, can throw it deep when he has to, but ordinarily is going to be picking defenses apart. Well, it's not only the number one picks. I'll get off of that now, Mike, because we've talked about him until we're blue in the face. Um, it's 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 not only those guys uh, that were drafted in the first round. It's the other guys as well. You know, all of those offensive, those young Hunt and all those guys that were drafted early. Hunt's going to be okay. All Kinley's going to be okay. Kinley, I really do think they're both going to be well, okay. They all have all they they do all have to step up though. They all have to get better in season. They have two. to improve absolutely. They, they have to become starters and they have to become solid starters, and that's the bottom line. If they are not, and if they don't, uh, then we're going to be in trouble. It's that simple. These two drafts were the key to our future, and uh, you know over the next three four seasons. And um, I'll tell you what. This year's draft, you know, they they have to hit on some guys. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think that the guys that we drafted last year, as you just mentioned, they'll be pretty solid football players. Are they going to be Pro Bowl players or the, the best or the in the elite? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, right now I would probably say not. But, um, you know, we have to get a couple, especially with that well, number Well, there are three people who believe that Kinley can develop into that. Yep. And, we'll and I, hopefully a lot of these guys develop into really good football players. I mean, look at what Van Ginkle did in season two, and that's what we want. Right. We, playmakers. We, yeah, we want guys that are stepping up and becoming playmakers. Um, you know, they don't have to be Pro Bowl players, but they have to make their presence known, whether they're on the offensive side or the defensive side. Um, with that number three pick, Mike, it, it has to be a home run. It, it's as simple as that. It, regardless of what position, I know – not everybody's going to be happy if we don't take a wide receiver. Not everybody's going to be happy if we don't get the tackle. Well, if they um, take the tight end third, you know, you right? Never know. You you never know. You don't you don't know. You just don't know. They could take it. They could take a defensive player at that number three. That would piss people off. It, it might, Mike, <laughs> until he gets on the football field right. and if he starts sacking quarterbacks and playing like Jason Taylor. The bottom line is this, is that regardless of what they do, they have to hit a home run with that pick. I mean, a, a well, nobody's going to argue that. Pick, have to do it. It's, nobody's going to argue that. When you're, when you're drafting third, I don't care what team you are, you better hit on that pick. You have to. You absolutely have to. So you can't be drafting no Deion Jordans. Yeah, we, we can't draft another Charles Harris, <laughs> you know, as well. I mean, he's another guy, first-round pick, that's just, you know, I don't even know if he's in the NFL anymore. Um, they have to hit a home run. Yep. No, I, I do think he is in the NFL still. I, I think he had actually a few sacks last season. Whoa, but, uh, whoa, yeah. did he? A couple yeah. of sacks. Well, right. I don't know if it was a couple or if it was six or whatever it was. He had, gotcha. he had some sacks. He had more than he had with us, let's put it that way. But uh-huh. uh 
you know, we saw what he is. I mean, I don't think uh, we're ever going to um, regret letting him go. Uh, so anyway, we need a superstar, Mike. We do. We need. We do. We're, we're, we, we're we need somebody starving. to really get excited about. Somebody that you look forward to watching on Sunday. You somebody know I mean? that's going to make a Sports Illustrated poster. I don't know if anybody, <laughs> any of these last two decades of Dolphin fans can even relate to what I'm talking about. No, I think I say, Jay, Jay Fiedler was like the last guy on a cover that I can recall. <laughs> who? <laughs> Jay, Jay Fiedler. No, I said poster, Mike. Poster. Oh, Forget poster. about a cover. Oh, well, I'm talking about a Sports of. Illustrated. I said Sports Illustrated poster. Remember back in the day, yeah, yep, yep. Zonka, Greasy, and Marino, and guys like that. Bob Greasy. They would make they they would make Sports Illustrated posters, and they would put these things out, and you go in the sports stores like a right. Dick's or a whatever else other sports store was around at the time. What was it? Um, what was the other big sports store? God I can't even knows. remember now. Sports I Authority? Know, I don't know. Sport, there you go. Sports Authority. And you'd go in and they'd have a rack of, you know, posters that you'd flip through. And, you know, you'd love to see like a Dan Marino on there, you know, and and, and guys like that. We yeah, haven't used had. Used to get them in the mall too, remember? Yeah, exactly. They, Brian Cox, they yeah. used to, have, they they made one of the Blues Brothers. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah sure. But we haven't had a guy like that since Ricky or Jason. I mean, we need a superstar on this football team. Whether we already have him or whether we need to draft him this year, we have to get a guy that is just a game changer. I don't give a damn if it's on the defensive side or the offensive side. We're starved for one. It's been too long. Let's well, do what it. Would you call, what would you call Xavier Howard? Xavier Howard's a great football player, Mike, but you know, he's not, you know, I He's a bit of a game changer. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, I, would you consider him a superstar, Mike? No. Okay. No, prob probably a level below that. Yeah, he's a star. Yeah. Superstar? Yeah. He's no, not a he's a star. He's not a superstar. Not a superstar. He's a star. And he's a he's a he's a big star. Your superstars end up in the Hall of Fame. I don't think Xavier is going at all. Not yet. Let's put it that Not way. Not yet. A couple Not more yet. seasons like, Nick, like last we'll year. Then, we'll, then talk. we'll talk. Exactly. But they, um, you know, we need a superstar. <laughs> all right, Lewis. I think we've covered it. Superstar. Overall, give me a grade. Hey, guys. This is Mike again. Uh breaking in for a second just to ask a favor of you we would like to request that you go to apple podcasts and leave us a review and rate the show uh, let us know how we're doing we'd very much appreciate it thank you and fins up oh man uh average i say c and i'm uh, i say c i mean and I'll tell you what, it'd probably be worse than that if they didn't sign Fuller because, I, you know, I might. Well, I did sign Fuller. <laughs> no, I'm saying it would the grade would have been worse if they didn't sign Fuller. That's what I said. Uh -huh. well, um, you know, <laughs> oh, the um, with Fuller, it brings the grade up because I, I felt they needed to go out and they needed to get a wide receiver. You can't bank on the draft. Sometimes it takes wide receivers, you know, really a whole season before you Agreed. actually, you know, you actually yeah, before see they them. produce. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, if we take a tackle at number three, Mike, and 
you know, it, it, we tried to trade up and we can't. And at number 18, you know, the three guys, four guys are gone at that receiver position. Then you get you get into the second round and you're like, oh, my God, there's two two more receivers off the board. There's there's no guarantee you're going to get that, you know, that what that playmaker out of this draft unless you go right at number three and just say, hey, we're, we're taking them right here and that's it. You know, that's what that's what they have to do unless they want to tackle. Then you, then you go that route and uh, you've got picks. You can move up from 18 if you need to. Exactly. But what is this what is this free agent um, class tell us, Mike, you know, in regard to, uh, you know, drafting the offensive lineman or drafting drafting the wide receiver? Right. I mean, how many offensive tackles and offensive linemen are out there that not the many teams actually not many at all. And look at the amount of wide receivers. Right. I mean, you had um, Tooney out there. He got signed pretty quickly. And uh, yeah. You know the sheriff that that he never he never got cut loose. Yep, Trent Williams went back yep. to San Francisco. They gave him a monster monster contract. I mean, listen, you know, here's the thing. I mean, did you see the contract Trent Williams signed? Six years, 138 million. That's the kind of money Isaiah Wilson's hoping. To make. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy <laughs> money. And the point of the matter is, is that you know if you can go out and you can get a Schuster for eight million. Uh, you know, and you can draft this, uh, this, this monster of an offensive lineman, you know, you almost got to sway in that direction. Don't you? I mean, a guy that you can run behind and can just protect your quarter, you know, protect to, uh, I mean, you know, I, it all depends on what you really think of Jackson. I mean, that's what the team has to ask themselves. Is this a guy that's going to develop into an adequate, uh, left tackle or do we need to get somebody better? Yeah, and I mean that's you know I wish those questions were already answered, but they're not. You know right. they're not. So right. we'll see. Anyway, all right. So that's going to be it. Uh, you know we'll be back Wednesday. I'll I'll be with uh, Jim Johnson and uh, Daniel Reinhardt. Jimmy uh, Johnson. Uh, yep. Uh, Daniel, you guys might know who have been longtime listeners. He was on the show for quite a while in the beginning. And uh, he's going to come back, and they'll talk about uh, their thoughts on free agency, and uh, we'll we'll pick up uh, any moves that are made between now and then. Uh, so with that, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Lewis, thanks for joining me. Very welcome. Enjoyed and, it. Uh, fins up, everybody. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 